We want to welcome you today to the Blessing from the Valley podcast with your host, Pastor Mark Brandon. Join Pastor Brandon as he takes a new look at the old book, the Bible. Well, I want to thank you for joining us today for this episode of the Blessing from the Valley podcast. This is your host, Pastor Mark Brandon, hoping you are having a wonderful day today. And uh, it is here towards the end of summer of 2023. And boy, it has been hot down here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. But we are uh, very thankful that you have joined today or whenever you listen to the podcast. We put out two a week. So hopefully they're an encouragement to you. I want to deal with a subject and probably will deal with it for several podcasts. But I want to deal with just simply eternal security. I think this is a very important doctrine and there's so there's so much confusion about it. And so we want to just look and see what the word of God says and let's learn some things that will strengthen us and help us and that's our desire. Ephesians chapter 2 is a beautiful chapter and uh, we know that uh, the Bible tells us in verse 1 and you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. That word quickened means he brought you to life. When in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. I love verse 4, but God who is rich in mercy for his great love, whereth he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace ye are saved, and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places, in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come we might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. And then I love verse 8, well known, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Let me um let's 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 pretend a minute. Let's pretend that we all have just boarded a jet and it's for a non-stop trip overseas. And we all get on the airplane and we take our seats and we fasten our seat belts and then we reach for a magazine and when we do we see something at our feet that bothers us. It's a set of bicycle pedals. Now attached to those bicycle pedals is a big sprocket with a chain going through the floor to the engines. So you call for the flight attendant and you ask, what in the world are these bicycle pedals doing here in this plane? And she looks at you and says, look around, uh, look around. Everybody on this plane has these bicycle pedals in front of them. And she said, listen, the pilot has agreed to get us in the air, but we have to keep it in the air. He'll get us up to 30,000 feet, but then we'll take all of the pedal. We'll all have to pedal real hard to keep it up here. <laughs> now, I don't care how hard you pedal, how long we pedal, how fast you pedal, that, that plane's going down. And your chances of keeping that jumbo jet in the air by pedaling is equal to the chance of you keeping your soul secure by your efforts. Listen, if the pilot of our soul doesn't get us up and keep us up, then listen to me, my dear friend, we have no hope. Now, many of you might be saying today, well, I believe it already. Why? What, what's your proof? I'm talking about eternal security. What's the chapter and verse? Please give me the chapter and verse. Someone might say, but here's what, here's what we, should, we should be ready to give an answer to any man who asks of us 
with the hope that lies in us. And by the way, I believe this little study will strengthen our position. It will deepen our appreciation for what he has done for us and what we have in Christ and should cause all of us to want to live, to want to live a more pleasing life to him because of the appreciation that we have that he saved us eternally. Amen. Now, I know that there's opponents of eternal security. I ran into several of them. And here's what they always criticize and say. Well, if I believed that way, then I'd get saved and just live however I want to live. In other words, they say it's a license to sin. No, it's not. Number one, I'm going to make a very bold statement. I don't believe you can get saved with that kind of attitude anyway. For to be saved, you need faith and repentance to have a change of mind and have a change of direction. There's no doubt about it. And then the second reason why I know that that statement is not correct because, listen, God disciplines his children when they need it. Look, you ask a parent if they love their child unconditionally, they're going to say yes. Would you ever disown them? No. Any parent would say, I would never disown, no matter what they did. They'd say no. Why? Because just because you're loved unconditionally doesn't mean that you can live, though, however you want. And we'll look at some of these things in detail as we look at this study. So let me give you a few reasons why we believe in eternal security. Number one, salvation is of the Lord. If you believe that you can lose your salvation, then you may not understand just how great it is how deep it is, and how far-reaching it is. Ephesians chapter 2, in which I just read to you, listen, if it would really teach you everything you need to know about salvation. It's in this wonderful chapter. The first thing it shows us is in our condition before we were saved, and I read these verses. The Bible says we were dead in our trespasses and sins. But someone might say, yeah, Pastor Mark, but I'm breathing. Yeah, I know, but you're still dead. Dead man walking, dead people live when it comes to the lost world out there. Wherever they are, it's where the dead people live. They're spiritually dead. And by the way, the Bible tells us we are created in God's image, a trinity. We have a body, we have a soul, and we have a spirit. And sinful man is born incomplete because we're born with a dead spirit. The Bible tells us, as in Adam, all die. The Bible says, also, and remember, when Adam sinned, it says he died that day. So even though he lived another 900-plus years, physically he died that day. Now, spiritually, when you get saved, God does something wonderful. He sends the Holy Spirit to quicken you, and that word was mentioned twice here in Ephesians chapter 2, and that word means to be brought alive, to make alive. Your spirit comes to life. Your spirit is resurrected. It's raised from the dead. You're born again, and the Holy Spirit takes up residence in your heart. So before we get saved, we're dead. Before we get saved, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2 tells us that we were dominated. Not only were we dead, but we were dominated. Verse 2 says, by the course of this world. Now think about it. I love to fish. And you imagine a dead fish floating down a river. And when that river turns left, so does the fish. When that river turns right, so does the fish. Why? Because he's dead. By the way, we know that we're dominated before we get saved by the prince of the power of the air, the devil. And we know that people that are lost don't have a chance. They're going to be dominated by their flesh, and they're going to be dominated by the course of this world. Why? Because they're dead. They don't have any spiritual aptitude. They don't have any spiritual discernment. 
So before we get saved, we're dead in our trespasses and sins. We're dominated, verse 2, by the course of this world. But then verse 3 tells us we're depraved. It says we're by nature. See, we're born depraved. Now, I know a lot of people don't like to hear this. I don't like to hear this. But doing wrong comes easy to us. Doing right happens only when we are taught, when we're nurtured, when we're disciplined, when we're taught and trained. Look, we don't have to teach our young children to do wrong. They find that naturally. Why? Because we're born sinners. We're born depraved. So the Bible says that our sinful nature, it it is sinful, the sin nature. You're not a sinner because you sin. We sin because we're a sinner, and we're born that way. So because our spirit is dead, because we're dominated by the course of this world, and we're depraved because of our sin nature, listen to me. If we die that way, we're doomed. The Bible tells us here in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 3, Here's the statement, children of wrath. If all we read was verses 1 through 3 and then walked away, it would be a very depressing story, wouldn't it? It would seem hopeless and helpless to us because God tells us that we're dead in our trespasses and sin. But praise God, that's why the two most important words in the whole chapter begin in verse 4. Let's look at it in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4. Here's what the Bible says, but God who is rich. In what? Mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. That's why only God can take this bleak situation described above what we had just talked about, it being dead, being dominated, being depraved. Only God can take this bleak situation and do something about it. And verse 4 and verse 5 is terrific, and it's all possible because of that quickening spirit. God, the Holy Spirit, which comes to live inside of us. Now, think about it. Here's what we've been leading up to. In order for you to lose your salvation, your spirit would have to die again. You will not go to hell with a spirit that has within it the Holy Spirit. So it's no way. So to lose your salvation, your spirit would have to die. And after God raised it from the dead, and may I tell you, when God raised his son, Jesus Christ from the dead, he did it in a permanent way, never to die again. And so I want to just encourage you as we look at the doctrine of eternal security, I'm wanting to give you reasons why we know that saved means to be saved eternally. Thank God we have the spirit of the living God inside of us. We cannot lose him. Amen. He's permanent to those that trust Christ and repent of their sin. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening today. Our prayer is that this episode was a great encouragement to you, and we invite you to join us again next time for the blessing from the valley.